Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fing. And we're back, man. Episode 271. Yes, sir. First of all, let's get right into it. Uh, special shout out to the class of 2023. Everybody's graduating. This is graduation season. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll say this. It's, it's also ironic that um, it's 2023 and I graduated in 2003, which would make this my 20th high school reunion, man. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. When you're in high school, you never think you don't have the foresight to say, hey, in 20 years, I'm going to be a truck driver with a podcast because podcasts didn't even exist back then. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's wild. I was just, I was at work the other day thinking like, yo, I never in a million years would think I would be driving a fucking truck. Yeah. Time be flying, bro. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's great. I mean, my uh, my niece just graduated middle school um, this past uh, uh, last Thursday, mm-hmm. and um, just to think, like, dang, like you see somebody literally being born, like the first day they're born, yeah, you know, all the way up until they graduated middle school. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah, yeah, that is that's a trip. It's like it's like literally when I first met your brother, my best friend now of twenty three mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I remember when your little sister was a fucking infant, mm-hmm. and she's a grown woman. That yeah. shit is wild to me. Yeah. Sometimes I just bug out. I was telling Desmond, I was like, bro, it's crazy. Like, I seen freaking Kenaya, and it's like she was, like, literally in a stroller. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's so fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'll say this, though, man. Class of 2023, be productive. Okay? That's that's all I could tell you. Use condoms. Be productive. Okay? Don't party too much because it's not – It's it's literally – how do I say this? I can't even tell you not to party too much. You're going to have to figure this stuff out on your own. Mm-hmm. I think even as adults, we're all just trying to figure it out. Even at the age of 38 and, and 31 years of age, there are a lot of things me and Keith are still figuring out ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is just remain productive. Don't be somebody that's just wasting fucking time. Yeah. And don't do drugs. And d- please don't. Just don't. I've never done them. Keith has never done them. So we could actually be good role models in this scenario here mm-hmm. but especially now there's a bunch of fentanyl in this shit this is not a time to be experimenting with drugs yeah you know one sniff of the wrong shit and you dead yeah and now we can't listen to the podcast anymore <laughs> you know we don't want we don't want you guys to die that'll drop our viewership <laughs> that's why we need you guys to be here okay yeah. we only care about you for listening to the pod okay if, yeah. you, if you died and we don't get enough listens <laughs> i'm fucking around it's definitely a lot of uh <laughs> you know <laughs> A lot of listeners that have kids that are, you know, graduating, yeah, preschool, graduating, um, you know, uh, elementary school and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think the the biggest thing, like you you were mentioning, like not necessarily don't party, but just um, just be mindful, be sensible. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, like you know, in terms of you know drugs, and obviously you get, we're uh, some of your kids are getting to ages where they are starting to want to go to high school dances and you know high school parties and hang out with their friends and spend the night over the weekends and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing, and this is a coming from a person that don't got no kids, but yeah. the biggest thing is just to I don't think you necessarily want to like uh, like like um, have your kids on a chain per se, mm-hmm. but um, just you know letting them 
let one having that having that relationship where they have the freedom to like talk to you. Yeah. Because um, sometimes like there's parents that have that relationship where they 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 are scared to talk to their parents. That's most that's most relationships. Yeah, and then they you know they hold a lot of stuff back, and you don't hear stuff till they're like thirty years old or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, you know, just trying to build that 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 chemistry in that way, and then also like you know just letting them. Because at the end of the day, like everybody, their your kids are their own individual people. Yeah. So you know, just letting them know the uh, the ramifications of certain things, like you were talking about, you know, having unprotected sex and yeah. you know, doing drugs, and you know, those are kind of the big biggest hurdles in terms of like teenagers. Like if you yep. if you can manage to always use a condom and stay away from drugs and alcohol as a, as a teenager, and you know, skate your way through high school, you're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, too, some parents to try their best, but at the end of the day, your child is still gonna be a they're gonna be their own person. Yeah, you know, they got they're gonna be having to make adult decisions with you not being there, mm-hmm. right? And some of you guys think your kids are angels, but they've been fucking since they was uh, uh, in a sophomore in high school. Yeah, right. And you think yeah. like, oh, my daughter's a perfect. She's a virgin. My son is in these classes. Your you know what's dangerous smoking. about that huh? too? It's like there's like they're starting to get those liberal, those liberals are starting to get a hold of our our, our young kids. All right, and like, and they're just like they're they're um making certain things okay. I feel like well, like the liberal, the, the very liberal ideology is bleeding into like the the sexual flu- like yeah. fluidity shit. Like if a child is 10 years old and they want to experiment sexually, it's okay. It's like, what? My sister told me some shit uh, fucking Friday night we were talking and we was both tripping out Mm because she was telling me that um, because my sister's a teacher. She teaches seventh and eighth grade. She was telling me that there was two girls that were like literally busted having relations in the bathroom. How old were they? Two girls. Seventh grade. Another one, another one, one girl is in the seventh grade and her boyfriend is a freshman in high school and the girl got kicked out of her house for fucking. As a seventh grader, she got kicked out? She got kicked out of her house because she couldn't stop fucking and her her boyfriend is in the ninth grade. You know what, that that stems from like being like sexually stimulated very young. That's not good. That's not good. She might have either, like even like seen somebody having sex or, you know, just like got maybe abused or something happened you know to yeah. that person that sex i don't know if it's that deep because we gotta you gotta understand sex like the idea of sex has oversaturated everything it's it's oversaturated instagram and all this shit like they yeah. like they're practically naked people and every inch like every yeah. other every other slide is somebody showing their butt or doing something sexual or making yeah. a sexual song it's like Bro, we That's crazy to be having like regular seventh grade. There was people that was doing it, you know, that I you know, that I know yeah. people lost their virginity around that age. This but, shit different though, bro. But yeah, it's just this is different. I, I just can't imagine somebody being like sexually active. Like it's one thing to have sex, like lose your virginity, but to right. be active, like every day you come home from school type stuff. And then kids be so young they don't even know, like they'd be too dumb to like, you know. Most parents don't have the wherewithal to like get their kids condom that condoms that young. So a lot of these kids is having raw sex and all kind of stuff. Man, the fucked up thing too. My sister was telling me like this shit is really different. Like it's a trans kid at their school. God damn, eighth grader trans. Yeah, it's 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 things too. Like um, my girl is telling me there was a kid. She teaches third grade. Like there's a kid that already started their period. Oh so my that, god! Like literally, that kid could get pregnant. Oh my god! You know, so it's it's pretty crazy, man. I would like it, it's having kids in this, especially in this society. I just think that social media is influencing us instead of us influencing the platform. 
And what's happening is it's bled like as parents, especially our generation, the millennials, we failed as parents because we're the same motherfuckers that want to get online. Like it's motherfuckers my age. They got a, a OnlyFans account. Mm-hmm. And we supposed to be taking care of kids, but we too busy p- taking pictures of our ass or trying to be a rapper. Yeah. Like, bro, you in your late thirties, you still trying to be a rapper? What yeah. are you doing, dude? Take care of your kids, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, bro. I, what I've noticed, this is what I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of people my age, a lot of them, instead of just being parents, they're also trying to manage living in their second childhood. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are trying to do the same things that they fucking kids are doing. I've seen it before. I've seen a parent in a club at the same time as their kid. Yeah. I'm like, this should not be happening, bro. Like, this this shit should Sometimes not be. Sometimes it'd be a proud moment. You know how LeBron is waiting on Bronny to mm-hmm. uh, be old enough to make it to the NBA? Right. It's kid, It's uh, parents out there that was waiting for their kids to turn 21. So they yep, they go to the club with them. That's yeah. not a goal. That's, That's a fucking, proud moment for them. That shit trash, yo. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah with all that being said but i think with, oh, with kids too like um one of the biggest things is just take your time like um not mo- i would say most people don't really know what they want to do in life and obviously you don't have your whole entire life because you know life is passing by but um you know don't be in a rush to really figure out what you want to do in life because sometimes you know you, you you might stumble into a career that you, you really like and is very fulfilling for you um, but you know, so a lot of that stuff just happens with patience, you know? So yeah, just, uh, it's, uh, you got a lot of life to live. And also like one thing too, is like, don't beat yourself up if, cause this is what, what happened to me. This is what happens to a lot of younger people. Um, from, from zero to 18 is you're in like this, this era of your life where you're getting taken care of. So you don't really have to make really any huge decisions. But right. as soon as you turn like 18, 19, and you're out of high school, that's when like the stakes are like raised immediately. Especially if you don't come from a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so what, when when it comes to like um, like figuring out what you want to do and like, you know, you may you may be in school and, you know, you don't really see a major that works out for you. And then you can start to beat yourself up like, man, I'm already 21 years old and you know, my friends are graduating college and I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to do and I don't really know. Um, just just understand that, you know, even me and Eddie being 38 and 31, like we we still view ourselves as being young. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a phase when, when you're in like the mid to late 20s where you start to feel like the walls are closing in. Uh-huh. on you. But then you hit 30, and you'd be like, yo, I'm still like mm-hmm. I still got a lot of life to live. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So, um yeah, just try not to beat yourself up when you when you're not in the position you want to be by a certain by a certain age. You know what else too? I think that people get a false sense of reality when they keep going on social media and they're 23 and they're watching a 23 year old saying, "Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur." You know, I just went and got my LLC and I did this. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like most people are not that successful, and I think that when you oversaturate these conversations or these fake realities on social media because these people ultimately end up getting exposed Mm -hmm. so when you're a person trying to do things the right way that process takes a while Mm -hmm. it takes a while most people don't even have money like a lot of money until they're in their fucking 40s i feel like your 20s are when you're really just really trying to figure it out and you're all over the place Mm -hmm. your 30s are reliving your 20s but trying to do it the right way and your 40s is where you figured your motherfucking 30s out yeah right so ultimately, man, you the only and- way you sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off, but the only way you expedite that process is if you got like a 
like an OG figure, mm. right? Like, so I think for for me, like from when my little sister, like she, I try to give her as much game as possible. Like, I try to if I see a business opportunity or if I see like you know even like with her credit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, get this secure credit card, you know, build your credit like that. And now her credit score is probably higher than mine. Um, so you know, just I think you know. God bless if you have that type of, you know, figure in your life. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it just it just take you figuring it out on your own, being yeah. out there dolo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It definitely does, man. All right. Well, once again, congratulations to the class of 2023. You got a lot of life ahead of you, man. Yes. You got a lot of life ahead of you. And I know some of you guys were going through that ceremony thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do in my life? Because that's what I was thinking. Oh, my like, gosh. Oh, man. I was sitting there like, dude, no more free lunches. Goddamn. Yeah. No more goofing off with my friends. No more playing football. No more nothing. Yeah. What the and it fu- was it was different in your era and mm-hmm. even in my era. It was like social media was, you know, obviously like prevalent when I was mm-hmm. in high school. But even then, um, there was still a sense of like I will never see this mm-hmm. person again, this person again. Mm-hmm. You know, I would this is a person that I only knew in passing, like um, but I'll never see them again. So it was def. It definitely sets in, like, like in high school and then even in college. Like when you, especially if you go to college out of state, you know, you live, in, you go, you live in, you know, California or you live in New York, but you go into school in Florida or whatever. Like, just knowing that as soon as you walk across that that um, that stage and you graduate and you fly back home, you know, you don't really have you know, the luxury of going and living in the dorms no more mm-hmm. and eating the school lunch and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, some people I still haven't seen since fucking 2003. Yeah. Some of my old teammates, you know, I just, my, my defensive line coach just passed away recently too. You know, rest in peace, Coach McEwen. Coach McEwen, yeah. Great guy, man, passed away. So a lot of shit, a lot of shit's going to take place, man. But I don't want to keep going around and around in circles. Um, And also shout out to the class of 2003, we are officially 38 years old and been out of high school for 20 fucking years. Old as hell. I got some some girls in my class that still look pretty hot, man. Still classy. Definitely looking forward to making some of these connections uh, on the 20-year reunion. <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast, if somehow, you know, you you, you somehow get divorced be, between now and that, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cap some shots. I think our um, our reunion is at Pyrenees. I think that's where they already planning it out. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. Catch yeah. up, man. You know, and, and I'll, I will never be going to another reunion after this because we'll be too fucking old. So yeah, yeah that, thirty years. Yeah, it ain't happy. Like forty eight years old. I'm not interested in seeing none of y'all. We. Dang. This is the last year that we fucking age right here. Yeah. Like after once you, this, you need Cialis, Viagra. Yeah. After this, I don't think I'll need that. You know, I'll stick to my beetroot powder. But yeah, yeah. there you go, the honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not the honey pack. Don't mess with the honey. Nah, I've taken it before. It's all right. It's cool. It's all right. Mm. I think the what works the best is beetroot powder, ashwagandha, and black maca. Mm. That'll that that'll get you bricked up. That'll get you about take take about. You mess with the blue chews? Nah, not really. Only every now and then. Yeah. That's only when I'm trying to really like really make an impression. Yeah. Then I get a blue chew. Yeah. Yeah. Those those pills is wild, yo. Mm-hmm. That's like literally like I felt like I put a whole. That's like putting steroids in your penis. Yo. <laughs> How do we get here? Fuck all this. <laughs> all right, switching gears. Hmm. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch just had its 60th birthday this year. It's his 60th anniversary. So 
for the last 60 years, they've been cutting the roof of kids' mouths. Yeah. And they're still a successful business. Shout out to Captain Crunch. Let's give a shout out to Captain Crunch, man. <laughs> shout out to y'all, man. Yeah. And that told me if Captain Crunch can make it, we all could make it. You've been cutting the roof of people's mouths for 60 fucking years. Yeah. Man, I got cut up so bad one day, I needed a fucking blood transfusion <laughs> and that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that cereal, there's a couple. Those little yellow Captain Crunch, those little squares that are, they're supposed to be like, I guess, the shoulder patches of Captain Crunch. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those little yellow squares are like little sugary razor blades, man. Yeah. Those are notorious for like. Niggas in prison be like hiding the mugs under their tongue to stab you. They, they once used Captain Crunch as little shanks in prison. <laughs> That's how fucking sharp that cereal is, man. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even sell. Like if you get. If you get a uh, prison cereal, they probably only give you the uh, the Oopsaw Berries version. They got <laughs> to give you sand and mugs down. They got to give you the round version of the fucking cereal. <laughs> they give you those little yellow squares. Somebody's it's getting over. yeah, somebody's getting shanked. It's gonna be a race war in that motherfucker. Yeah, There's blood all over that <laughs> cell. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a couple cereals. There was another one. Remember that cereal called O's? Oh, that might be extreme. Woo! That that might be the hardest cereal. Not no more. They changed the recipe now. I've had it's it a little re- softer. I've had it like a year ago. That shit was good. Yeah. But just because I I was I was wasn't too sure, I let that shit sit in the milk for a minute. You know how um fruity pebble fruity pebbles go soggy like two minutes. Flat. Yeah, way too fast. Um, sometimes when soggy you do, pebbles, <laughs> when you do O's or when you do Captain Crunch, you could you could uh like map your day out a little like map your morning out yeah a little bit. like you can if you are like a say you're getting ready for some type of corporate job or something right go in this uh the uh the, the kitchen pour your cereal pour your milk over it boom you could dip go shave and brush mm-hmm. your teeth and then you could go back and then it might be like the perfect texture because mm-hmm. if you try to eat it before then it's, it's, yeah you're gonna be cutting your cutting the roof of your mouth oh you're gonna fuck yourself up man yeah yeah, you, you eat one of those bowls of cereal too quick, you might have to call the ambulance. <laughs> they going to put you on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah, the old cereal is up there, though. That shit was too fucking crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's really good, though. I don't know if you guys yeah, are familiar. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the cereal we're referencing, but the cereal is literally called O's. O-H-O-H-S. And it's got like a little picture of like a little. exclamation on there, too. Yeah, yeah. O's cereal. It's really good. It's like cinnamon and whatever. It's a really, oh, it's really good cereal. You know what cereal I like? Like, I like, I call these like, I like like certain like old man cereals. Mm -hmm. Like like Quaker Oats. Like they have like certain, uh, they have like this, it's like brown sugar. Um, I don't even know. They're like this little. They're kind of like the Captain Crunch squares, but they're like more. I guess they're more healthy. What? Um, if I can find a picture, I'll show it to you. But that one, and then um, I like uh, I like granola cereal. Like sometimes I'll eat that. But the only issue with granola cereal is that it like it's very like chewy. Mm. So like it'll like these muscles right here, like up in your <laughs> temple, like your muscles be sore. <laughs> Yeah, so it feel like your head is like pulsating because you be chewing for so long. Nigga got a concussion from something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now nah, um, that's what boxers should use if they keep getting knocked out. Like, right, just start some just granola. chew some tough ass cereal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh man, what? There's a couple cereals. I've as I got older, I really got into Special K a lot. Mm. Like Special K cereal brand, mm. like they have a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is like cinnamon. 
flake. That shit is so good. It's then good. they got another one that's like chocolate and uh, I forgot what it is. You know what? And I used to think the Special K was like a woman's cereal. Mm, yeah, it, it they kind of branded it like yeah. that. Huh? I was like, I can't eat that because I'm a woman. Well, I'm not a woman, so I can't mm-hmm. eat that cereal. And then I started seeing it. The other boxes they came out with, because they really did brand as a certain brand for women. Yeah. It was like a special K, but it was pink. Remember? Do you remember the uh, Grape Nut? Oh, they still got it. Oh, fuck no. I ain't doing that. (laughs) The Grape Nuts was... Back in the day, I used to just throw sugar in everything. So I used to smack the Grape Nuts. Yeah, Grape Nuts was not that bad. It was like the... The healthy version of like a um, fruity pebbles. Logo. That shit ain't healthy, man. It's got sugar in it too. The Quaker, I mean the, the grape, grape nuts. nuts. You'll break your fucking teeth out eating that nonsense too. No, grape nuts is soft. Really? Yeah. I'll oh. show you. This is the uh, Quaker Oats I was talking about. Oatmeal squares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some old nigga cereal right there. <laughs> yeah, we mess with the old nigga cereal. Sometimes. I don't do that. I don't do the frosted mini wheat shit either. I don't do that. Grape nut flakes is the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that cereal. Then there's there's like a they should have a certain section like they should have like kids they should have like you know young adults and like they should section have, it off huh? section it off yeah mm-hmm. and then they should have like a cereal specially to make you shit because there's some cereals that will make you blow the goddamn toilet up mm-hmm. down because mini wheats for sure if you eat mini wheats you're gonna be on a toilet before you leave the crib it's called a frosted mini queefs <laughs> blowing. <laughs> Many queefs. Yeah, they uh what's another one that'll make you shit bad, dude? Um any oh, what's it called? Uh Fiber One. Any product from Fiber One, don't fuck with it. Dude. They got cereal? Hell yeah. Yeah, you can't eat that. Man, that shit will blow your whole that will blow your colon into another stratosphere, man. <laughs> they got these little brownies, these little chocolate ones. They're really good. They oh, they're really good, but I only eat like two of those at a time. Cause one day I, I was like, oh, these is good. Mm-hmm. And they got fiber, bro. I ate five of them. I had to pull over. I had to pull the truck over. It was bad. I had to shit, bro. Like, literally, within a few hours, I was on the toilet eating those mm-hmm. fucking fiber one bars, dude. Or uh, yeah. fiber one brownies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's some. I don't know. That reminded me at the time. This is completely off subject. Not about cereal at all. I remember I was driving to school. And mind you, my from Bakersfield to New Mexico State is like 15 hours. And uh, I would try to like maximize my time because I hate it's such a long drive. You don't want to extend it by, you know, stopping to eat mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So I just hit the drive. I would hit the drive throughs, um, smack the food down while I'm dry, like and hop right back on the on the free. Sometimes I would stop and just eat it real quick. But for the most part, I'll be trying to like multitask. Right. Um, I remember I ate some like chicken nuggets from this Burger King and somewhere on a 10. That's what you fucked up. Yeah. And it wasn't. But 20 minutes later. I had 20 a, minutes yeah i literally had a pullover and i was just it, it was no bathroom in sight and i just pulled the whip over on the nearest exit and i was just doodling outside oh my god yeah and luckily i had some napkins from the uh from the from the fast food and you didn't feel anything before the nuggets no nah, i was straight oh it was my literally god literally like ate those 15 20 minutes later i was like and then i just pulled over and it was it was a crazy blowout i wonder what the soundtrack to your colon was when you ate that food 
That shit was probably like wow, 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 wow. Oh man! No, it was it was bad. Yeah, you know what? When that happens, I've actually doo Sorry to cut you. I've doo dooed outside like more times than I should have. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I've doo outside like. It had to be like two, three times. Well, I mean, what do you expect, nigga, eating oatmeal squares for breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) No, one was bad. And it always be like, the the worst one, I I had to be like in the first, I had to be like in kindergarten, right? Oh, no. So we lived in these- Those uh, are the worst shits, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm originally from like Tulare, Visalia, so I lived in Tulare. And um, there's these things, they're like, almost like huge projects. They're called the Blackstone Apartments. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, my cousins and I, we would, uh, I need some water. Hold on. Let me get this story out. Yeah. Drink that water for you had to do or something. <laughs> so my cousins and I, we lived, um, I don't know how, you know, back in the day, this is one thing I realized as a side note. One thing I realized as kids, we would walk everywhere. Oh, yeah. And now it just seems so unsafe. Yeah. When I see a 10-year-old kid walking down the street, I'm like, dog, where are your parents at? Yeah. But me at 10 years old, I was walking not super far, but like far enough to where it was like tripping. It with no cell phones or nothing. Mm, Yes. Exactly. So me and my cousins, we, we all like relatively same age, like maybe like within four or five years of each other. Um, we walk into to the elementary school, right? So um, whatever happened, um, we came back from school and, you know, we got to the apartments and, you know, usually I would just knock on the door and my mom would let me in or whatever. But for whatever reason, my mom wasn't there. And um, like, so I was literally just sitting outside. And this, like, mind you, no cell phones, no nothing. Like, I'm literally just like, nigga, what am I supposed to do? I'm just sitting outside. But the bad thing is I had to use the bathroom. So, um, and this isn't weird, mind you, the big, maybe the biggest apartment complex in, like, in, it's like, yeah, probably, it's like maybe hundreds of apartments in there. Um, so I was, I knocked on the door, didn't nobody answer. I was like, dang, where my mom at? My stomach is hurting, whole nine. So I literally just looked around and I didn't see nobody. So I just pulled my pants down and I'm literally next right next to the door on a grass like this little strip of grass oh my god and i just took a doo-doo and i can remember when my mom came home she was like uh a dog doo-dooed over here <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say nothing <laughs> i didn't say nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what's funny is the people listening if they don't if they don't uh think it's funny the shit stories we've all had (laughs) everyone has had a shit story yeah literally everyone's had a shit story i can look back and laugh at it now (laughs) but you know but while you're having these episodes of shitting right (laughs) from eating food that's you know had too much chemicals and is overly processed right what happens is is like the world slows down for that moment like and it seems like whenever you got the worst shits like everybody is so normal, and you like, yo, I gotta get to the bathroom. <laughs> like the whole world, everybody like a sense of urgency. Everybody's like, everybody's laughing and giggling and shaking each other's hands and stuff, and you like, I don't see how you guys are so calm. Mm-hmm. I'm about to shit my fucking pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't. I mean, luckily, I haven't had too many occasions where mm-hmm. I, I've had the whole. I've probably in my whole life, I've shit it outside once. Really? Yeah. What happened? Ah, uh, that was shit. That was only that was like in twenty twenty one. Oh damn! Oh, that's that was recent. recent. That's recent. <laughs> hey, it's about. Hey, look, 
I just got to give you guys a, a heads up and a warning. This story is about to get real shitty. I'm sorry, but this is the what the podcast is for. So I'm going to tell you what happened. I remember uh, one day I went to the gym. I forgot what I eat. What did I eat? What did I eat? What did I eat? What did I eat? Oh, I think I had um, I had my multivitamin. I took some supplements in the morning. I went to the gym mm-hmm. and I tried this energy drink that I never had before. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't all that great. And I just felt a little weird and a little jittery. Mm-hmm. And um, I had like not the greatest night of sleep before. And uh, I ended up getting a sugar-free Red Bull mm-hmm. later that day because I was like, I want to make sure I'm safe at work. And normally I get great sleep, but I was fucked up. So I was like, I'm going to get a sugar-free Red Bull. So probably I was leaving Riverside and probably about 25 to 45 minutes after I drank that Red Bull, my stomach was on fire. I'm mm-hmm. talking about... It was hot. I was sweating. I rolled the windows down, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm th- at this time at this point I'm near Pasadena, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, I've really got a shit," but at least I was ready. <laughs> I pulled the truck over, right? Mind you, I'm fully loaded with gasoline. I pulled the fucking truck over, and I got these butt wipes that I got that I have with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm using those, and I don't have a trash can to dispose of it. So I'm just wiping ass and <laughs> just throwing them on the ground, just throwing them on the ground. Just shit rags all over the fucking ground, dude. I'm just like, this is terrible. So then I do that. I get back in the truck, and it's not over. I get up about seven miles. I got to pull over again. This time, I'm out of wipes. I got nothing to wipe my butt except underwear. And luckily, I had another pair of fresh underwear. I had to use my underwear to wipe my ass the second time. This was so fucked up. So you just on the side, like where? What's the? You gotta set the the setting up. Is it like you on the side of the road, or are you pulled off on the exit, or like? Well, no. It was a, the first time. It was on a big shoulder. So mm-hmm. you know, how sometimes you go down the freeway and you see a large shoulder where trucks could pull over. Mm-hmm. So I had a big shoulder the first time. The second time, I was underneath a bridge where it was a regular shoulder. But I just went on the opposite side of the truck, and it was it was nighttime. <laughs> Thank God it was nighttime. And I ran out of paper and I had to use, I had two, I always bring an extra pair of underwear everywhere I go. I bring underwear, uh, toilet paper, and That's deodorant. Cool. Yeah. Always. You can survive with that. Trust me, folks. Never leave your place without uh, travel deodorant, extra underwear, and fucking toilet paper to wipe your ass. Because you never know when you're going to need it. That's facts. And man, I even though I ran out of paper to wipe, I still had an extra pair of drawers. Mm-hmm. And thank God I, I had them. Yeah, and I made it home and I was fine. But from yeah. that day forward, I learned. Um, yeah, we're not gonna be mixing too many things. <laughs> yeah, don't don't deviate too far from out the regular <laughs> diet, folks. Because you be like, you know what? I'm gonna have nachos and I'm gonna have roasted chicken and then I'm gonna have cereal and then I'm gonna have ice cream. It's like when you do that, that's that's basically a science project. <laughs> How many odd things can Eddie eat before he shits his pants? <laughs> that. Yeah, is the that's what what do you call that the you know when you did a science project back in the day yeah. it had like like what was it like the hypothesis conclusion mm-hmm. was no what was it the thesis is that what it was was one of them I think so I think it was a thesis that was hypothesis thesis <clears throat> no hypothesis thesis conclusion and then um, results or something something at the yeah, end I don't, I don't remember and you I always back in the day when we did the science projects we always had those those boards that had like four sides mm-hmm. to where the outside would be open and we like write it down in detail I remember I had this is like I had uh, I had some very like I had like some very poor moments but not like poor moments like 
you show up to school and your toes is busting out of your shoes. It was like, <laughs> it was just like like weird stuff where like I just knew my mom was not going to get me like the mm-hmm. the thing that I needed. So right, right, right. Sometimes I wouldn't even ask just because I'm like, man, my mom ain't going to give me this. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there was a science uh, like around the science fair, and you know, you know, I would, they would sit in class like you know, you would pick the topic you want to do, and you you would go over like you were saying like the hypothesis and the thesis and all this other stuff. So. What I wanted to do, my experiment was about, uh, was, um, this is when I was in the sixth grade. It was like, I was measuring like the chlorine in, in water. So, you know, I came up with the hypothesis that, you know, tap water would have more chlorine in it. So what I did was I had my mom buy me the little chlorine, chlorine strips and then I measured um, different things like a water bottle, um, tap water and some other stuff. And then, um, you know, whatever, whatever, how it came up. But instead of having like the three fold, like the bifold little yeah. thing, the cardboard or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they did at the school is if you couldn't afford to get, um, you know, the little cardboard uh-huh. joint, they would did like the poster, you know, the poster, you know, the car wash little poster yeah, 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 boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they would do is they would put three of those things together and then they would just tape, you know, tape the yeah. folds together. So yeah, yeah I had like a discolored. Orange and then lime green <laughs> <laughs> thing, board, yeah. Uh, but I ended up getting second place, so was, yeah. When I was in the seventh, <clears throat> no, when I was in the sixth grade, we we had like we had this. Uh, I think it was a science class, mm-hmm. but we basically wanted we we wanted to drop an egg from a certain height, mm-hmm. and we would have to create like an apparatus around it to protect the egg from cracking from cracking, mm-hmm. right? And it was some of the funniest shit. Some of the most unprepared people. This one girl, she had a really, a really interesting one. She took two sponges mm-hmm. and she kind of squeezed. She cut a hole in, in between each one, and she dropped the egg from real high up. Like I think somebody put it way up, like above the building, and it fell, and the eggs was fine. Damn, never cracked. Yeah, man, this one dude. <laughs> we had a nigga to wrap the egg up in duct tape and just dropped it. <laughs> That nigga's an idiot. It just was poor, man. <laughs> when you pour, <laughs> you can't have you can't you, you can't really be that original when you pour. You, you just do poor shit. You do the egg cracked through the goddamn duct tape. I'm like, God damn. Somebody took their shoe, put an egg in it, now the egg busted all in the shoe. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> that shit was wild. He put it in his shoe. Yeah, put it in his shoe and dropped it. Because he's like, uh-uh, he took his shoe off. <laughs> he's standing there with one shoe, egg busting the goddamn shoe. Can't be stupid. Maybe so dumb. <laughs> you know what's funny? Back in the day, like the, the information of a fight would travel so fast when you mm-hmm. was in school. Mm-hmm. I remember I got in a fight with this dude, and I beat him up. And I was I was low key scared of this dude, mm-hmm. but I got in a fight and I beat him up. And then we went to the office, and the next day everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. Every, I'm talking about this before social media, everything. Yeah. And it's like Eddie beat up <clears throat> such and such. I'm yeah, like, wherever oh. he tried. You know, it's, it, that's so crazy that how fast information used to travel outside of social media. Like it's bad. Yeah, it it was a little longer, but I I still think it was, you know, pretty fast as far as like how fast news travel. That's a trip, man. <clears throat> yeah, man. I know. Good I'm, times. We got all this from cereal. Mm-hmm. Maybe I guess the I we were kind of in alignment because mm-hmm. you know, kids, cereal, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um 
What's your favorite cereal? You know, because I'm I'm, I'm curious uh, to know. Man, um, I don't know if I have a favorite, but it it kind of depends on the vibe for me. But I I like um um I think I like I like Cookie Crisp. Ah, that's kind of that's kind of lame. I mess with the Cookie Crisp, and then it's also the um. I think it's the Captain the peanut butter crunch. Oh, the peanut butter crunch. Peanut is butter crunch is. It good. don't cut the roof of your mouth that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those those are my my go tos. Yeah, it might be some couple other ones in there, but those might be my favorite. What about you? For me, it's um, Golden Grams definitely up there. Golden Grams is good. Golden Grams up there. With real I, honey too. Yeah, I fuck with Golden Grams. I fuck with Pops. Pops is good. Yeah. I fuck with Honeycomb. <clears throat> honeycomb is good. I, I fuck with uh, uh, honey bunches of oats. That's a grown man. You like honey? It sounds like you like a lot of honey. Yeah, I guess all these cereals got honey in them, don't they? Mm-hmm. I'm a honey. I don't know about pops. I don't know what's in there. Yeah, it's, it's honey. It's a honey alternative in that. <laughs> uh, I, I like <clears throat> saturated honey. Yeah, that's, that's molasses junior. <laughs> um, Kicks is good. Kicks is like. It's not super sweet, but it's like it's just sweet enough. Honey kicks is fire. I haven't. I don't know if they, I've ever yeah, had honey those. kicks, bro. They bomb. Honey mm-hmm. kicks. If if somebody's on Wick, they get them giant boxes of kicks. You seen mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. That shit look like a weapon, bro. It's a big ass <laughs> box of cereal. A big wide box. You know, it's crazy. They don't really have like the normal size boxes of cereal no more. What do you mean? A lot of the like when you go to Walmart, it's big old family size. Or it's like one size that's a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. but they like back in the <clears throat> excuse me back in the day, you used to be able to get like the small the honey bunches, of, yeah, honey bunches of oat and just be cool. But now the cereal box it's is all family. OD. Yeah, well they know everybody getting fatter. They know motherfuckers is fat and they want a whole box that they sell. Yeah, but I mean the cereals that still make me laugh is them giant bags, bro. That we <laughs> we literally eating cereal like dogs. Like it's like a big dog food size bag. Yeah, big sacks of cereal. And what's yeah. funny is, is the big sacks of cereal oftentimes aren't like real name brand because mm-hmm. they got real lazy names. Mm-hmm. It just say crunch on it, nigga. You don't know what kind of crunch it Chocolate is. Chocolate crunch. That motherfucker just say crunch. <laughs> Chocolate crunch. <laughs> Vanilla crunch. And then they be trying to get experimental with the characters. Yeah. So it'd be like uh, like blueberries and it'd be like a little ghost on it. A little ghost on it. Like, nigga, you don't go somewhere. You don't go somewhere. Then then now, you know, we're real inclusive. We're trying to get some stuff for black folks. So they'll come out with a cereal, Byron Crunch. Byron. Who the fuck is Byron? Get this shit off the fucking shelf. Binary Crunch. Binary Crunch. (laughs) Uh, Trans Crunch. (laughs) Trans Crunch. (laughs) It's just a bunch of different fucking shapes. You don't know what it is. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trans O's. <laughs> trans O's. <laughs> oh, Golden man. trans. You said what? Golden trans. Golden tra- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Oh man! Yeah, I'm telling you because we're very the sexual pro- liberation ones is cheery hoes, cheery hoes. Oh man, that's wild, yo. Man, 
I seen it's a cereal they got at Winco. That motherfucker literally don't have a name on it. It just said frosted. <laughs> you seen them? What is it? What is is it flakes? It's or? flakes. It just say frosted on it. <laughs> you cannot just You can't just put the flavor on there. You gotta tell me like if it's a if it's like a oh the bag is, is transparent though. It's like you can see through the bag. They yeah. like nigga, we don't need to market the cereal. <laughs> you can see through the bag what the fuck it is. They trying to save on ink. That's yeah, what's going on. We not about to print this extra shit up for y'all. That is crazy. I'm telling you, Winco going to get so cheap, they're just going to give you a bag of cereal with no name on it. It's just going to just have cereal in it. Just like, trans- nigga, you know what this is. Yeah, you can see through the bag. It's just cereal in here. You know That's what crazy. I, you know what I do at Winco, and, I, and I'm just going to keep it real. You know how they got the self-serve stuff? I knew you was going to be skimming off the budget. What do you mean? <laughs> no, nah, go ahead. Look, at Winco, they have self-serve stuff, right? Like, yeah. whether it's like... Get like uh, peanuts and candy, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to save money, just put the wrong code in. That's what I'm saying. That they That's cheap. What I'm saying. <laughs> you gotta do. Like, I went to get some honey peanut butter, yeah, and the regular peanut butter price was like significantly cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I just used that code. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, I've been coming here to Winco for years. Y'all owe me this. Man, like, I'm gonna go ahead and put the fake. No, y'all wild for trusting us as human beings to, you know. To actually put the right codes in. They got wholesale cereal back there too. Where you literally can yeah. get like a big fucking bag. Mm-hmm. They look like a sleeping bag. And you just fill it up with cereal. Yeah. It might be cheaper, huh? Probably. But it's like, unless unless it's you a got a... If, yeah, if you got a big family, I get then do it. But if mm-hmm. you just, you, it's like it's you and your girl, nigga, don't do that shit. Yeah. By the time y'all finish that bag off, y'all gonna be full-fledged diabetics. <laughs> Yeah. Big ass bag of cereal. Ain't no telling how long that cereal been hanging around in there. I mean, pretty they do they do a good job. They, running through it. they do a good job. Cause <clears throat> it's a lot of big families, man. Just like motherfuckers that go to Costco mm-hmm. getting big ass tubs of mayonnaise. Bro, I'll be I'll be in like like Sam's Club sometimes and I'll be like, yo, who are you buying food for? Man. And it'd be like some of it'd be businesses, right? Like you'd be having people that have like restaurants mm-hmm. and they'll go in there and get Big old pallets of fries and right. you know meat and stuff like that. But sometimes it'd be like the type of food that be on the thing. You could tell it's not uh, it's not no restaurant. Like they not serving like yeah. Cheerios in the restaurant. You're so, like nigga, why do you have 450 nuggets? What the fuck what is going like, on? Yo, this is crazy. Do you even have a freezer that can hold that shit? Yeah, I think some of them families they probably live in like Rosedale or something like that. They be having like two freezers and stuff like that. Yeah, they mm-hmm. must a deep freezer where they hold, hold, holding everything in there. God damn. But yeah, it's a. I don't know. I, I, I. Some people do like shop. Like they only shop at Sam's Club, Costco, right. like the wholesale stores. And I'm just like, yo, like how much? You must got like three, four, five kids. Like that's the only way it makes sense. Yeah, that that's the only way. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, moving right along from uh, the cereal conversation, switching gears. Um, a man lost his arm um, while trying to take a uh, uh, trying to urinate in Florida. I mean, if we really looked at the storylines that come out of Florida, we can have a conversation every week about some shit that yeah. happened there. Florida man loses arm in attack from ten foot alligator. Um, a trip to the bathroom left the Florida man without an arm on Saturday night. Jordan Rivera, 23, at Bandito's Bar in Port Charlotte, Florida, late Saturday night, deterred from, uh, de- 
Deterred by the long line from the bathroom, Rivera told ABC affiliate that he decided to venture to the nearby pond instead. I just saw the lake just going to go over there and take a little pee or whatnot. He said something happened where I either tripped and ended up in the water. And that's literally the last thing I remember. Unfortunately, the pond near where Rip Rivera fell was also inhabited by a 10 foot alligator. God Jesus dang. fucking Christ. All right. This is tall as a basketball. That's one of them CGI alligators. Um, yeah. According to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, Rivera does not recall the next series of events that brought him to the local hospital. Uh, but he was missing his right arm when he woke up. God damn. That's sad. Man, that alligator was greedy. Um, officials, as well as first responders from Charlotte Ca- County Sheriff's uh, office and EMS responded to a report early Sunday morning of a man suffering significant injuries after being bitten by an alligator. Of course, motherfucker, it was an alligator that bit him. Yeah. He lost his arm. Yeah, that's pretty significant, sir. You know, the saddest part about this whole situation? Mm-hmm. He's going to have to jack off with his left hand now. That sucks. Yeah. It's going to feel like a stranger's doing it. Yeah. No rhythm. It's like, man. Yeah. You gonna have to learn to be ambidextrous. <laughs> yeah, dang. He gonna yeah, you're gonna have to learn to write with your left hand and all kind of stuff. Yeah, and he was really cool about it. He was like, you know what? Look, I'm not gonna complain. It was just an arm. I'm like, nigga, no. That's that's wild. That's a big deal. Um Imagine and, if you lost your leg while you was doodling out there. That's fucked up. But it's I think it's deeper than this. I'll be honest and I'll say this. I think that alcohol lowers your inhibitions. I don't know how much alcohol had to do with this, but he was at a bar. So folks. Whenever you're drinking alcohol, you need to understand that it lowers your inhibition so much that maybe if you were single, you would have caught that there was an alligator out there near you. Sober. If you were sober, Mm -hmm. you would have caught that there was an there was an alligator out there or you would have not slipped because you would have not been tripping, tripping over yourself because you would have not been inebriated. Yeah. Right. So public and here's the thing. Any intoxication is bad because if you're either drunk or you're hungover, it's your body telling you that, hey, you're fucking my you're fucking your body up, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna be inebriated, at least do it at home where you won't get bit by a fucking alligator. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll get bit by a woman, but you won't get bit by an alligator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's is is kind of like when I hear stories like this, I just think of natural selection. You it's know, fucked it's up. It's just like these uh these um you know like or like the show a thousand ways to die this is kind of a different conversation but i was listening to um um undisputed Mm -hmm. um the podcast and they had the charlo brothers on there the boxers and i was thinking uh you know just thinking about how the world used to be prior to like mental health doctors and stuff like you know it really would be a thing where like if you were able to survive, like that means you had good genes and you more likely to, um, you know, uh, procreate and, you you know, you could pass on your genetics of being strong and um, strong immune system and all these yeah. other things. But I was wondering, like, um, <clears throat> or pondering the idea of like, where did mental health fit into to that thing? Like the person, the caveman that was able to navigate like all the stresses and stuff like that. Um how would they how would that affect like natural selection in a way and uh i don't really have an answer but i was just thinking about that because that's a like such a huge topic now we have so many like therapists and stuff like that um so i don't know um ultimately man uh you need to 
not be in scenarios where you are around a bunch of other inebriated people who also don't have the best judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, And being in these types of situations, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Anything. And it sucks. This guy was a victim of an alligator, but at the same time, it's like these other factors definitely played a role. You were at a bar, left the bar, went out by yourself, and said you tripped somehow, but you tripped probably because you were intoxicated. Yeah. That's not the conversation being had here, though. Mm-hmm. You know? It's no different than a person. Most bad decisions do happen with alcohol, drinking and driving, getting bit by alligators, getting bit by alligators, getting bit by alligators, having sex with the wrong person. Having right? a baby by the wrong Having person. babies by getting pregnant while drunk mm-hmm. and also getting bit by alligators. Those <clears throat> are definitely things that come yeah. from drinking alcohol. Yeah. So it's like, man, you, you can't win. I've never heard a person say that alcohol made me a better person. Not one. Yeah. Not one. Now, there's some people that need alcohol to talk to people or to talk to women. They say, like, I'm very outgoing. No, you're not outgoing. You're a fucking alcoholic. And, and when you're when you're when you are not at, when you're not drunk, you don't have the courage to either speak to women or to be outgoing, which means you're not an outgoing person. Yeah. Like the only real challenge, the biggest and most realistic challenge is when you are completely sober. How can you interact with people? That's a challenge. That's a, like a challenge for a lot of people. Like yes. the people that some people don't dance. They're like, you know, we've had parties, like family parties and stuff, and some people don't even dance, like unless they got alcohol in That's their crazy. That's crazy. I, I, I just would I would I would not I don't drink at all, so I don't really have the experience of like mm-hmm. what that looks like. But I just wouldn't want to have like uh like a stimulus to make me do something. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there was certain people like you know, we'd be at parties and stuff like that. And they'd be like, yo, man, like, I want to talk to these females. I got to take a shot first. Or, it's like, oh, my you know, God. I just like, dang, like, dang, you want to be, you know, you want to live a life to where you always need uh, the liquid courage to, like, to, to make them, to talk to a female, to get up and dance, to be mm-hmm. outgoing, to talk to people. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get we, it. And we talked about this on a podcast a long time ago about the study that showed how many women have drunk sex, and it was a wild number. Yeah, it was a lot like all of the time, huh? all the time having yeah. drunk sex. And here, the scary <clears throat> thing about it is, is I don't want to be with the woman who's intoxicated. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I've, I swear to God, I've had multiple occasions where a chick will hit me up like, hey, I want to come over tonight. I'm so fucked up. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, no, nah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, or I'll just lie like, oh, I'm not home yet or I'm, I'm busy or I'm at work. Yeah, I don't want a drunk woman over my house. Like if you feel that you need to get drunk to fuck me, stay where you're at. Yeah. Stay where you're at. I don't want a drunk woman over my house. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do not want you here. I hear you. She'll be like, oh, my friend's going to drop me off. I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Nah. And then what kind of friend do you have? The, yeah. Like then, she, then she got to stay there. Yeah, right. then you got to stay at my house. Yeah. What that might the, be the ter- most terrible experience. You got to go. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. some women, when, there's, some, when some women are under the influence of alcohol, they could like be like halfway tired, ta- like horny, and then not horny again. Mm-hmm. Like they suck your dick for five minutes. And I'm like, I'm just want to go to bed. <laughs> now you got a half suck dick. Now <laughs> you got a half suck dick. That's now you crazy. got a half suck dick and a woman just sleeping in your house. Like man, yeah. nah, that's wild. Man, yeah, like yeah, that don't work. I would get her address and 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 call her a Uber to leave, mm-hmm. and I'd pay for the Uber. Now nah, you don't want to do that because then you get a bad rating. What do you mean? I think. I don't know if uh I don't know if this is actual my my experience but I have heard about like other people but back in 
back in the day, I would like there was a girl that I was like hanging out with, mm-hmm. and I would like get her an Uber like mm-hmm. to come to like hang out with me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can't use the Uber app at all. What? Yeah. So I think what what no. might have happened is uh, I don't know what she was doing or if the dude like drivers left me a bad rating. I don't know what 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 was going on. It was but affiliated like, with that account. Yeah, but I think what was I think that that's part of the reason why like I. Like I, I just tried to use it one day because um, I was shooting like this wedding and I was trying to catch an Uber to the, the house. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, it just it, it won't even let me. Oh, log my in God, and, yeah. dude. So I say that to say, like, sometimes it's dangerous to, like, let other people ride, like pay for an Uber for other people. They could sabotage your fucking account. <clears throat> I don't even know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what happened. But, you know, you you're not you aren't the person that is riding. So you just mm-hmm. don't. You know, you're not necessarily respond you know, responsible for. Oh for my what's going god, on. man! Yeah, so yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh I don't know if goodness. that's the real reason, but that's that's what the cl- the conclusion I came to. Wow, mm-hmm. that's oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it goes back to this alcohol, man. It's not it. Yeah, it's not it. You don't want that, man. Stop mm-hmm. having these drunk women coming over your house. And I know some people <clears> are thinking like, I mean, she a grown woman. What's the big deal? You know, it's consensual. I don't really know how consensual. Like sex or could be when one person's like completely drunk and the other one's not. Like yeah. if both of you guys have been drinking and you probably are look and even then I don't even I'm I don't say I'm afraid to have sex drunk. I've done it before, but I'm too old for that. Oh, yeah. I'm too I'm 38, man. I don't need to be <clears throat> us being drunk fucking it that's just uh-uh. We're too grown for that. Yeah. Like fuck me sober. <laughs> we could have a beer or two afterwards, boy. That's not like a Drake song. What? F me sober. Fuck me sober. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Oh, <laughs> Drake is so crazy. Drake would make a song like that. You would make that. <laughs> he would make that. It'd be a slap too. He totally would make that, that song. Drake is the only person that can stop people from, from drinking alcohol. He totally could. If he made that song, yeah, he have over. a whole example. You came over my house. It was one. You left at three. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm left with the regrets that you put in my life. <laughs> I wanted to make you my wife, but I could never see you the same way before you came over my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> Motherfucking 21 Savage jump on. Yeah, yeah. 21, 21. <laughs> never thought you would have gave it up that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's Damn. Cool. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have sent this... Just forward that clip to Drake. We got to do the AI. Oh, man. Yeah, somebody clip that up. Put the AI. Put the AI on Eddie Voice. Bro, that AI that they got with him and, and Tyler is crazy. You heard that one? Tyler, the creator? Bro, that song is crazy. Nah, I heard that one. Yeah, they even did a, a Tyler's voice pretty good. Yeah. Because Tyler got kind of got that little bit of raspy like voice raspy. a little bit. Yeah. Damn. Dang. Nah. Yeah, the, the AI technology is getting is getting pretty good. Like I came in with my ex, like police on the flex. Hey, oh, that's this, the one. This, this, that's that's no, that's one of them. The, oh. other, a, the other one is with Tyler. That shit go in too. Yeah, but right now you can hear the little robotic 
part of the, the yeah, voice. Yeah. That shit's gonna get too good. <clears throat> we gotta we gotta squash AI, bro. Because what's happening with AI is AI is gonna start not only getting like they're gonna they're gonna get so bad that they're gonna start getting the mannerisms down of people. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna start seeing AI content. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's going to give you way scared. They're going to start yeah. doing confessions of murders in your own voice that you were never there for. Yeah, we we do have to do that. That needs. I'm sure they're working on it now. But there was a um a thing that I seen in like the film world where they were talking about, and I don't remember where I heard this from. But you know, so like when you're, you know, you we were shooting a movie with you. So you know, when you're shooting a um when you're filming an audio, what happens a lot of times, like say it's a super windy day or you're filming a car scene when the window's down and uh, you're recording the audio, but it's like, you know, so it's like, yeah. hey, what's going on? And all the wind and stuff is blowing. You can't you can't use that in a movie, right? So no. what you would do is you would go to the studio and you would put the, the images on the screen and then you mm-hmm. would do what they call ADR, which is like, you know, um, recording in studio and getting trying to recreate that performance to mm-hmm. where it kind of meshes, right? So what they were saying is with the artificial intelligence that they're using, like for the Drake voice and all this other stuff, you can almost eliminate ADR, right? Because what you would do is say you're shoot, we're shooting, a, we're sitting in the car, right? And I'm driving and the window's down and the wind is, is just going crazy. And, you know, that's captured into the performance, whatever the, the scene could be about. Like when you, we dropping off drugs on the border or something like that. And I'm just like, hey, man, we got to hurry up right now. And you're like, man, let's go, you know, hit the corner right here or whatever. And it's just like muffled, like all the right. wind and stuff is in it. What they were saying is you just put that audio file into the artificial intelligence and it's already an artificial version of your voice. Oh, no. So it's cleaning up the audio with AI, but you don't have to go into the studio or nothing. It's literally just an AI version of your voice. And then you put that sound file into the movie and then you ain't got to do AI. Fucking AI no. using the N-word and shit. What's going on, my nigga? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get this shit the <clears throat> fuck out of here. Yeah. Man, speaking of movies, dude, uh, White Man Can't Jump 2. Terrible movie. This is not part two. It's just a remake. Oh, is that what do you mean? I'm saying it's not the sequel. It's just a remake of. Oh, yeah. white men can't jump. Fucking terrible movie. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And and I try to remain objective. I want you guys to watch it for yourself, and I don't want to be the one to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it got me mad because I don't get a lot of time off work. You know, I, I'm off on the weekends, but mm-hmm. during the week I'm pretty busy. And I sat down and watched the film, and it was atrocious. Yeah. How dare you, Jack Harlow? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I Fuck. I, I did um I actually met the actor. Uh his name is Saquon, I think. The oh, black, the black dude. dude. Yeah, I met him. It was like this vegan restaurant. He was in there getting some food. And uh I asked him, I was like, Hey man, are you an uh white man can't jump? And he was like, Yeah, and I was like, How's how'd it come out? It was it was pretty cool. He's like, Yeah, man, you gotta check it out. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And at this time I thought it was gonna be in theaters. So like, yeah, when it comes Saquon, you said? Yeah, it's like Saquon, Saquon. stick to vegan food, man. Oh my god. I'm that's Eddie no, said that. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> so yeah, when and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna check it out when it come in the theaters. He was like, all right, bro. And uh I it, it came out on Hulu, so it wasn't even theaters, but yeah. It came I out on Boo Boo. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but um from the trailer I did see like they had a j- joke about uh you know, Jack Harlow looking like he shopped at Whole Foods or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not really okay. the greatest joke. This is what I will say. Um, 
even for even to put out a movie that's not that great, they had to work hard. Yeah, it takes, to do a lot of it takes a lot of effort to do that. So with all due respect to Jack Harlow, no, I didn't like the movie. I do like Jack Harlow as an artist, and, I, and he seems like a decent human being. But if, just objectively speaking, I would if he asked, I would tell him, no, I did not, did not like that movie at all. I didn't. Think well, how was he as an actor? Like as an he? actor, he was very vanilla. Oh dang, he's very C minus. Damn, very, very C minus. C yeah, plus. he is white too, so that's crazy. That yeah, said he's I, vanilla. but but the thing, but the thing that's crazy about it ultimately though is the writing was horrible on this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not saying I'm an expertise in writing, but it was too many too many forced racial jokes. Ah, it's just too much forced. That's r- not how. Well, I mean, it's called white man can't jump, but I don't remember yeah. that. Like, I don't remember all the nuance. Like the. You know, you, you probably remember better than me. Is that like how the, the jokes original? landed in the original version? No, that's not how they landed. They landed more <laughs> organically. Mm-hmm. They relied more on, and you got to understand, a uh, fucking uh, Woody Harrelson and fucking uh, Wesley Snipes are very great actors. Oh man, like even in their like third version of their careers, Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. is getting like. Really dramatic roles and stuff now. Yeah, yeah, really fucking good. And here's the thing, though. Here is the thing. Both of them could really ball, too. Well, Wesley Snipes could not. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes wasn't great, but they did a good job of covering him up. But Wesley Snipes was a hell of an athlete. He just had, like, so, the physique and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he was a really good athlete, so he could jump mm-hmm. up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, it was just such a superior, better film, and it had Rosie Perez in it. Like think, Billy, what are you doing with the money, Billy? Why would you do that? I think when you this lose, one, you win. What, what did Rosie Perez tell him in that first? Rosie one? Perez had them. You know what I'm saying? Man, things hanging. Yeah, it was hanging. Yeah, like when, Billy, when you win, you really lose. But when you lose, you really win. <laughs> and Billy was like, "What? What, what does that mean?" <laughs> That's a good film. But I think that they they mm-hmm. replicated some stuff. Like he had a basically Rosie Perez is I think she's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. And she was like a woman of color. She's mm-hmm. like a black passing Puerto Rican woman. And then they pretty much did the same thing with Jack Harlow in this movie. But mm-hmm. his girlfriend was like black, mm-hmm. but she was something else too. Mm-hmm. So I think they kind of stuck to that. And then they kind of gave him the same dress code as or the jet the same like the same type of clothes that you would see in the original movie. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is not good. Yeah. And I'm not going to give away too much, but there's a scene in the original film, and in, in this one, they try to replicate it, and it just completely... It didn't work. It bombed bad, dude. Dang. It bombed. It bombed so bad. Yeah. It's... uh When I look at the... um <clears throat> When I look at uh the, the new version, you know, one of the writers on there is Kenny Bears, and you know... That we was all a know terrible him. writing, Kenny. <laughs> we all know him from, like, you know, Blackish and all these other shows. Blackish is good. I like that. I think, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm a fan of, of his work. Um, so I don't want to, and I'm also a filmmaker. So I don't like to like say negative things about like, you know, certain people that I actually look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always work. And I think nope. that, um, I think the interesting thing for me when I look at the guy, his name is like Cal Matic or something. He's a, uh, he is a he's a music video guy. I think he directed uh, Old Town Road by um, what's the dude's name? The gay dude. Oh, Lil Nas. Yeah, Lil Nas X. Um, he directed that that music video, and then I think he got like a bunch of opportunities. I think he did um, the new House Party. 
Oh god. And then he did and then he did this movie. Um but there's always been a uh and this is from a filmmaker's perspective. There's always been a a huge uh despair or there's been like reservations for music video directors um coming into the film world because um as filmmakers um narrative at least there is a there's like a science that like a storytelling aspect that you know music there's not really much storytelling in music videos a lot of times music videos is just a bunch of cool scenes cool shots cool events that you know they just put together um but you know when it comes to like you know uh music video taking on like doing narrative stuff it always it just generally doesn't land Mm-mm. and uh you know i think this is that's because he has that, that's two bad movies in a row and yeah. i'm not saying bad movies from like my, my opinion i'm just talking about like what the rotten tomato is saying you know yeah let, let, let's just be clear when we say this i think that a lot of art is subjective first and foremost there's going to be somebody that loves it just like they <clears> love <throat> those fucking fast and furious movies and i heard something from um Ludacris late, uh, recently where he said, um, everybody want to know why we keep making these movies, man. If you put in this many millions into a movie and it makes you this much. and it makes a billion. And it makes a billion dollars. When you gonna, why are you going to stop making the movie? But here's the problem with that. It's like you, like you literally, it's not art anymore. It's just a business. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I think that when people, when people find a babysitter and... You know, people leave their home to watch a film. Can you you're not you're robbing people because you're putting the the lines are terrible. Mm -hmm. Like the lines are terrible. It's becoming more and more fictitious. These niggas was in outer space. Like, God damn. (laughs) Stop making these fucking movies. And there's always a reference. Like there's always a reference to Paul Walker, like randomly in these films. The one dude was like low key. I want to say he was pressing Vin Diesel, but he was kind of like. He was kind of grilling him a little bit because mm-hmm. <clears throat> Vin Diesel was like, yo, this is the finale. Like, this is the end of it. But they're like, dog, you're making two more movies. This is not the finale. But he's like, yeah, you know, this is the beginning of the finale. And it was just kind of like. Vin Diesel on Talk Like That. He's like, yeah, we got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, the movies are doing good. <laughs> like, Nigga, if you, he, they're going to have a spinoff. They're going to merge uh, Fast and Furious and Riddick. <laughs> or was it, was it Riddick? Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, they're gonna merge those movies. Yeah. Vin Diesel gonna turn into Riddick <clears throat> in the middle of the goddamn film. Yeah. It's just bro, when I talk when I hear when I think of good actors, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't think of successful actors. I think of good actors. Like yeah. I, I think of uh They usually I coincide think, though. No, they don't. Like who who Rock is a fucking horrible actor. Vin no, Diesel no, is a no, fucking no, no. horrible actor. No, Arnold that's not what I'm saying. Well, I'm just saying, when you talk about the biggest actors, a lot of times there's like from a business aspect, they're the biggest, the terrible actors though. What I'm saying is that most really good actors, like the Daniel Day Lewis's mm-hmm. and you know, these these guys who, who people deem as like the best actors, mm-hmm. they generally like they don't have they don't make the they don't make those type of movies. They don't make the action like no. the blockbuster movies. But like Lincoln and all those, they be winning like all kind of awards and stuff like. So they're successful. They just don't make freaking Fast and Furious ten and eleven. I, I, and stuff. I feel like a guy that's like kind of on both sides a little <clears> bit. <throat> I I like Keanu Reeves, which kind of goes against my point. But I feel like he's a decent actor. Keanu, mm-hmm. he's decent, but he's not great. Mm-hmm. But Vin Diesel, no. The Rock, no. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Motherfucking uh, uh, um, Sylvester Stallone? No. Like, hmm. these are not good actors, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think of actors, I think of the Michael B. Jordans. I think of uh, freaking um, Tom Hanks. I think of... Will Smith's a good actor to me, too. I think of um, um, Joaquin Phoenix. I think of these those guys. Joaquin Phoenix, I yeah. think of guys like that. I don't mm-hmm. think of them like they're just they're they're on the business end of acting. Mm-hmm. There's always been a business. There's always been a business form of acting. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it with Terminator and motherfucking John Cena. Also not a good actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris. Also not a good actor. Like those movies that came out, The Expendables, terrible fucking movies. <laughs> yeah. Awful CGI. Yeah. They spent money on, the budget all went to spending money on the actors. Because mm-hmm. the movie was trash. Yeah. Oh my God, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, like I said, it's, it's subjective. <clears throat> but me, I just, I get tired sometimes of not saying what I feel. Yeah. And I don't want to shit on art, like I said before, because making anything, I've been involved in some short films and it's a long motherfucking process. Yeah. I I just think for me, like it, it you that's it's great that you are, you know, being more um honest about your opinions about some of these movies and stuff. Cause a lot there's a lot of terrible product that comes out. Right. And um it's unfortunate. And I think, you know, just for me talking to different people in the industry, you realize that um Hollywood doesn't want to take chances on things, you know, because it is a business. And that's like the the most honest, um, like artistic integrity that you'll get is probably the short film on YouTube. You know, what mm. I mean? the, the the film, the, the short that's in the film festival that, mm. you know, somebody just got a bunch of their friends and they wrote the script and then they they shot it in their hometown. Like, mm. that's where you're going to get the truest version of like art. Yeah. Um, when there's money involved, it this it's just the nature of it, you know. Like there's going to be, there's there's intellectual property for a reason, right? Mm. Like when I go, you know, visit my brother and my nieces and nephews are over there running around, and they have like Sonic the Hedgehog, and they have Little Mermaid toys and Mario toys. All that is IP that they're going to keep recycling mm. because it's, it's it's it it makes money, you know. And I think that that's like that's just a part of the game, but. There's also like, you know, really uh, creative and, and talented people out there that don't really get an opportunity because Thank they keep you. making white man can't jump. Oh, my and, God. And, and, you know, there's people I think that it's important even for the people to stand like Kenya Barris. Like, you know, he's a person that, you know, created a, a, a whole like genre of like black entertainment, you mm-hmm. know, like this new version of black entertainment. And um I think, you know, it's important for those people to like stand on something like, you know, to say like, hey, yeah. we're not we're not doing these reboots. I'm going to create something from, you know, from the ground up. But this is what I say when it comes to, to any form of film nowadays. It's, it's just replicated bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the business aspect has taken over art. It's annoying. Everything's yeah. a reloop. John Wick, John Wick, reloop. Fucking re- it's just sequels after sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah Transformers. Same shit. Mm-hmm. Marvel, same shit. Fast and Furious, same shit. Fucking, uh, it goes on and on. Even Creed. I like Creed, but, man, come on. This is just basically Rocky Jr. Um, yeah. Like, I think they did it out of all the reboots or spinoffs. I think that that was like the most 
like original way that Creed? you could do, you know, that 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 version of it. Cuz a lot of it is literally like the same movie over. Mm. At least they were, you know, able to like create a a world outside of like Rocky that, you know, is like semi interesting. I still haven't seen Creed yet. The new one is pretty good, I but the uh so in this new one is in this new one uh, what's his name the, the the Jonathan Majors in this in this Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. after he fights um, after he fights uh, freaking Michael B Jordan does he also fight that girl <laughs> for the championship <laughs> <laughs> you made me mad <laughs> this nigga punching on a woman in the movie god damn <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Jonathan Majors, is, Jonathan Majors is so crazy. I have nothing to say to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, would you would you rather fail? Would you rather fail um, doing some version of a reboot, or would you rather fail doing something original? I rather fail doing some original because, mm. uh, truth be told, the nineties, the nineties have set the standard for now because they took a fucking chance. Yeah, all the movies in the eighties and nineties, even the ones that weren't that great. There's some movies that were classics, mm-hmm. like and they haven't remade them. I'm glad there's some movies that they shouldn't remake. Um, Coming to America, they should have never made a second one. The second one was not good. Yeah, it wasn't, and mm-hmm. it's forgettable. You will forget that they made a sequel to Coming to America. Not a good movie. The writing was trash. Yeah, they shouldn't have touched it. it you know what? It's crazy because like when you watch some of the original ones. Um, White Man Can't Jump and, and uh, the original Coming to America, it just seems like the 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 dialogue is, like, very fresh. Yes. Like, the comedy is, like, it just seems, like, very fresh. Mm-hmm. And when you watch some of these other, like, the reboots, they start to seem, like, forced. Like, they're trying, mm-hmm. like they're trying to be funny. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I call from White Man Can't Jump, the second one. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrible. And I, and I know what it. authentic. I know what it feels like to write like that because you're trying to, like, you're you're like trying to write the funny in there instead of like kind of letting it unfold. You're, you're coercing the audience to laugh, mm-hmm. and it's not coming in a good in a good way. Now there was some parts of that movie were fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, White man can't jump the new one. I was like, oh fuck! I was waiting for the movie to like be good, mm-hmm. and like it never happened. And what happens too is sometimes like one one thing that uh, people forget in terms of writing like comedy or action or whatever. At the end of the day. Uh, funny is subjective, scary is subjective, like thrilling is subjective. But at the end of the day, um, what you want to hang your hat on is the story. Yeah, you want to be able to say like, "Oh, that wasn't that funny, but it was a good story." You know, like, and that's like that's kind of like what the older, like the coming to Americas and all those yeah. other movies they had. And you can even tell by the the scores on Rotten Tomato and stuff when you look at some of the older movies. It may be like a classic. You'd be like, "Dang, that was a that was a classic." I don't even know why yeah. they would remake that, but it was like seventy some percent on Rotten Tomato. Like the critics liked it and the audience loved it, type of thing. I, but yeah. yeah, I think <clears throat> great writers have the ability to um, provoke the audience, like provoke. And I feel like the actor sells it amazingly. Yeah, and, and like mm-hmm. when I seen the Joker, oh my god! I you can't tell me Joaquin Phoenix is not the best Joker ever. I just. That dude is the best fucking Joker ever. Yeah. Like he sold that character and he embodied the prequel to why the Joker is who he is. And if yeah. for the first time he sold it so good that you felt empathy for him. 
that's when I was like, this <clears> is <throat> fucking great. Even yeah. though this is a sequel, whatever, this is not even a sequel. It's supposed to be a prequel. But, it, but that, that's what I'm saying. There's a right. I feel like reboots are going to happen, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I am even a person that not necessarily want to do a reboot, but there's some intellectual property as far as like, I love Dragon Ball Z. That's my like goal one day is to mm-hmm. make a Dragon Ball Z movie, right? But there is a right way. I think there's a right way to handle like the IP. Because the IP is going to be around, you know what I yeah. mean? It just, it's just, that's just what it is. Like, you know, it was inevitable that they're going to make another Mario movie. And now they're going to probably make a sequel to that, to yeah. that version. But with the Joker, that was like an original, like they did it somewhat in the cartoons. But um, that was an original take on the Joker. Because we never really got an origin story from the Joker. Mm-hmm. And it was also a timepiece, you know, that, that movie takes place in like the 70s or something like that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I even mentioned like coming out with the sequel because right now with the current landscape of America, I think a really good movie to come out as a sequel would be The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club came out in 1985 and that had Emilio Estevez and Molly Ringwald and um, a couple other really big names that were in that movie. Mm-hmm. And there was just a bunch of different teenagers that got put away in detention and they all came from different backgrounds and things of that nature. But I feel like today will be a good time to remake this movie just to add nuance to all the conversations that exist. Mm-hmm. Like they should have um, like on that one, they had a girl that was like a golf, like weird girl. Then they had the jock athlete, then the bad boy and then like the rich uppity girl and then mm-hmm. the nerdy guy. Like they had all these different personalities. Mm-hmm. I think today. You have one person that's like lesbian or gay, one person's trans, one person's liberal, one person's conservative, one or two people are black, whatever the case, and and creating a melting pot of these kids and start telling the stories through Mm. those conversations. I feel like that would be a good movie to remake right now. Mm. And it would be an easy movie to remake. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. It would just give the, it would literally like speak through all the nuances of a conservative person or whatever. It's unfortunate that we would have to use teenagers because back in those days, teenagers were never involved in political conversations. Mm-hmm. I just think that like now it's just such like a, I guess like a polarized thing now. Yeah. It, you know, the internet just brought everybody into conversation. They have literal debate teams of fucking politics in high school. Yeah. Like what do you yeah. motherfuckers know that's about young. politics? You can't even vote. You can't even vote. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the only thing you vote on is, uh, we're eating pizza on Friday or not? <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> now back to that, uh, what you were saying about Joaquin Phoenix. There's a moment in Joker where he's like, he's like, uh, he's like laugh. He's doing like that mad, like hysterical Crying, laugh. laugh, and then like in a split second, he just goes from like a he goes to like a stale face. And I'm like, yo, this is like that's like elite level acting. It's elite level acting because yeah. I've tried I've tried to do something like that where like I was messing around with like a little scene and. I'll try to like go from like crying to a straight face and it's it's very difficult. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine like it's difficult know. to sell. Yeah, yeah. Very <clears throat> difficult to sell. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, that's he he's just like, I don't know, there's there's a few actors. It's almost like if you would equate it to like sometimes Jay-Z will hop on a feature and it's just like, yo, this nigga's like really good. Like he's really an amazing rapper. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you see the the Daniel Day Lewis's or the Joaquin Phoenixes of the world, and you're like, Yeah, these are like, you know, untouchable, you know. Whenever they get into a scene, whenever really they they really 
get into their bag or they really find a, a, a movie that really speaks to them, they just go all the way in. I wonder if there's an element of pain involved in the acting, that there's like a, 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 a layer of trauma that sells their acting more than, than them just acting. Because mm-hmm. sometimes some people go through so much shit that when they do these roles, they sell it so good. You're like, yo, something might be wrong with this person. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Christian Bale is one of those guys. When you seen Christian Bale losing his mind when they did the behind the scenes shit. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? I yeah. Was like, this guy's really crazy. Yeah. I think some, <laughs> I think some people, um, I think some people go too deep um, into, yeah. into certain into That's certain roles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think some people go a little bit too far as far as like, you know, that I think you can pull a performance without um without utilizing like, you know, trauma and all that other stuff to to pull a performance. But you know, it works it works for some people. There's amazing actors that are like what they would call like method actors. Mm-hmm. And then there's amazing actors that cuz like for example, um when uh what's the um, what was the Joker before this one? What's the dude's name? Uh, Jared Leto. <clears throat> they were saying like Jared Leto was a little bit like he kind of like got into the the role, like he was doing like a little weird stuff on set and like really taking on that method acting thing where he comes and char- comes to set in character and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't. People would deem that as like a forgettable Joker or like kind of further mm. down as far as like the. The uh the Joker Mount Rushmore. Or what was the prior to him was um uh Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, yeah. People just say I think that Heath Ledger gets the nod for being the best Joker, and I hate to say this, but because he died. I think dying adds a level of legend to you. When yeah. you've done something good, mm-hmm. uh, people will tend to like it will burn that imagery because mm-hmm. you were the last great Joker. Mm-hmm. But Joaquin, in my opinion, Joaquin came along and he just literally just he owned He's that. He's a really good actor. He owned like, that fucking really, character. Yeah, you can't really but, but want, um, but what I was what I was getting at was that uh, it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily require all that weird like you know showing up to set and you know being in character and doing like weird stuff you know because th- they were saying like he had sent like fish to people and he was just doing like weird stuff you know to be in character but I don't think Joaquin Phoenix was doing all that and yeah, that's too that. much. Yeah. They'd be like, I know you're the Joker, but why are you sending everybody dick pics? What's going on, man? He's <laughs> <It's> like, ha 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 this nigga's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What if he what if he what if you could snap him out of character like with an insult? He's like, ha 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 ha. Man, your dick little. Ha <laughs> ha what? what? <laughs> <laughs> nigga loses loses okay. Ain't the Joker no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Um, woman confronts a man on a plane over racist text messages. But let me go ahead and uh, add some inf- add a layer to this conversation. A TikToker says she was confronted or says she confronted a man on a plane after she saw him call her a big black woman and complain about having to sit next to her uh, in, in text to his friends. And here it says a TikToker posted a video that appears to show her confronting a man who was sending racist text messages about her while he was sitting next to her on the flight. In the video posted on Friday, Talia Roos says that she didn't want to say anything to the man at first, but she wanted to make him feel as uncomfortable as she felt when she noticed the disgusting messages on his screen. Rouse has more than 25,000 followers on her account, where she mainly posts travel trips and hotel reviews. 
In a video caption, Ruth said that the altercation happened on a flight to, from Puerto Rico to Atlanta, uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, earlier that week. According to Ruth, she glanced over at the man's phone and saw the words big black woman in the text message, which made her feel inclined to keep reading the conversation. He and his family went on and on about the woes of being stuck to stuck next to black and gay people. Ruth said, then, (laughs) then I see the man say he hopes airline prices, hopes airlines raise prices. So these people get weeded out. Okay. Let me say this. Okay. Is it okay to be sending racist shit on your phone? I mean, look, racism is ignorant, but let's be very clear here, right? This is, this is probably a take people may not expect, but she should have been minding her motherfucking business. <laughs> if, if, whether this man was calling you niggers or whatever the fuck he was calling you or whatever was going on, is it right? No. But you are in that man's phone. Mm-hmm. That man typed on his phone. If I seen somebody calling me a nigger and I seen it on their phone, I would just mind my business and I'd probably text Keith like, we got to use this as content for the podcast. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything because I shouldn't be looking in his motherfucking phone. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? What This is what I took from this whole article or this is whole scenario. We have normalized being in people's business. We need to stay the fuck out of people's business. Mm-hmm. We have normalized looking through the blinds when somebody's doing something. Have you ever been on a freeway and it's an accident on the other side of the road, but the, the northbound side Traffic is slowing, slowing down, down. Yeah. because everybody's watching? There is nothing impeding the northbound line, lanes, but they all looking at the fucking wreck. When you should be minding your business and driving. But yeah. this is this is what we've done. This has become normalized behavior where we're too zoomed in on what other people are doing. Mind your fucking business. This is none of your business. Whatever somebody else has got going on in their phone, it's not complimenting your life. Yeah. It, man, somebody could have called me nigger 50 times in their phone. But it, it, let him like, go ahead, motherfucker. You ain't calling me one to my face. You said you a coward and you going to do it. Fuck you. Just do what you're going to do. I'm not I'm not the type that's going to lose sleep over being called a nigger in a text message. Yeah, there was a uh, next. To, we went to visit my brother this weekend and, and next door to his house. There was this Honda Civic outside and the trunk was open. Like you could, it was like barely, barely cracked. And you could see like the light kind of mm-hmm. seeping out of it. And I asked my brother, I was, well, you know, it's his neighbor. So I, you know, I didn't know if they were familiar with one another. Um, and I was like, hey, bro, this this trunk is open. Like, you know, what what, sh- what should I do? Should I close it? He was like, nah, leave it alone. And he was like, and I just went about my day. And then I seen them the next day. And then um, basically they were saying like somebody accidentally left it open or they might have clicked it, you know, it was yeah, like the you automatic. Yeah, whatever. But that's the type of. We just got to mind our business. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it ain't something that's like Life nobody's death. lives is in danger or whatever, just like mind your business and, and go about your day. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that I that I would say, too, is that it is very uncomfortable sitting by big people on the plane. That's, so, that's true. They, so, they're trying to make them pay for two planes, uh, for two tickets. Yeah. You seen that wide body girl trying to walk through the aisle? She was knocking people's drinks over and oh, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I You know, I, I, I would... This, I think this one requires, we need to see, like, a little bit more more visual evidence. Like, I want to see how big this girl is because, you know, when you're sitting in these these planes, the plane is already uncomfortable. When you lean your seat back, it go back, like, five degrees. Like, it's just a slight little bend. 
you know, it's just like you you sit, you're just crunched up next mm-hmm. to people. It's just they make the, the most planes un- for occupancy, not for comfort. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to fit the most amount of people in there, mm-hmm. you know, in a safe in a safe way. So I can I can get that, you know. And uh, it, as far as as far as calling her big and black, he might have just been describing her. <laughs> That's just <laughs> sometimes you need the, the the visual proof of what was going on because if you just say yeah. a big girl, there's a big girl sitting next to me, like it don't do it justice. But if you say big and black, then everybody get that visual picture, like oh okay, this is this is a thing. Oh lord, is it Queen Latifah? <laughs> Look, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Ultimately, I'll say this. I think we also need to be aware of how we can. We need to be aware of ourselves and when we go into certain scenarios. If I'm a man and I'm six foot four, four hundred and twenty pounds, and I go on a plane and I'm sitting there and I'm squashing the person next to me, and they're like, and they text like, "I'm so uncomfortable. I'm sitting next to this guy. He's huge." Am I like, should I really be offended by somebody calling me huge mm-hmm. if I'm taking up two seats? Mm-hmm. Do, like, I think sometimes we lack self awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is the exact same thing. I think she should have minded her fucking business, even though the dude called her big and black or whatever he said. He did it in his phone. Mm-hmm. And you, you sat there. Think about this. You were able to read it. That means you were zoomed in on this guy's business. Mm-hmm. You got to stop being so nosy. A lot of times you get what you, you get. What you don't want when you're in somebody else's business? Yes, yeah, so I think not everything, not in, not all information is for us, right? No, like even in terms of like being in a relationship, and this is something like that happened to me, like personally, like I'm not I'm not like a cheater or anything like that. But what happens is, you know, if your girl gets froggy and decides to go through your phone, then she ends up seeing a bunch of like old text messages and stuff like that when you was out out here on Tinder and whatnot. So uh, it's just like, you know, even for me, like I, I, I'm i not a person that's just going snooping around my girl's stuff because you like same situation. You're going to run into a conversation that you didn't want to see that happened two or three years ago or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, you don't want to don't go through women's phones at all. That's what so, and, you know, in terms of like something that's happening in the present tense, like if you catch that, then, you know, that that's a different conversation. But when you start snooping around and like the, the DMs and the history of like what's going on, you oh, just man. you just find stuff that just you don't you just don't need to see. You're breaking your own <clears throat> heart at that point. Yeah, exactly. So same thing in, in this conversation, like, you know, let that man live. He probably he probably told you, you know, he probably was very cordial with you. I'm sure he wasn't disrespecting you to mm-hmm. your face. So whatever's going on in the privacy hey, of his Hey uh, fellas, some of y'all man, you go to your wife's phone. You don't. You gonna see some shit you don't want to see, man. Yeah, it's gonna be like you went too deep last time. I had to go to the hospital. You be like, That's damn, gonna be like God damn, Jesus. gotta hurt your soul. Like, especially if you struggling to make your girl orgasm. God damn, he be like, oh my God, Trevor, I busted nine times. The he sad like, part is when Eddie is in the in the old messages, oh, in the old no. files, and he talking crazy. Mine's to him. will be more discreet. I'll be like, <laughs> hey, bring me some food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write a bunch of sexual stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, because I, you never know yeah. who could see it. I for sure got messages by like a new boyfriend. I was telling. telling oh you about that. man, that was a situation where I was talking to this girl a while back, and um, this dude just randomly like messaged me, like on like Instagram or something, um, like "Yo, do you know this girl?" And I was like, like. Like, yeah, kind of. And then he was like, all right, cool. And then he was like, how do you know her? And I was like, well, we used to, you know, chop it up back in the day. Um, 
And he was like, all right. He was basically saying, like, it's a new sheriff in town. So, like, you know, oh stop talking God. to my girl kind of thing. I'm like, that, dog, I ain't talked to that girl in years. I mean, but the thing about it, though, that's extreme insecurity by the boyfriend because yeah. you're you're going through all of her messages and looking and trying to find out. First of all, you're not going to know who's fucking her. You're, you're not going to know it. And, yeah. and, and truth be told, there is somebody right under your nose that was fucking your girl or your ex, your, your current fiance, whatever, and you're not going to know it. In some cases, it's better that you don't. If you got a woman and y'all decent and y'all good and she ain't got a bunch of business out in the streets everywhere, is she like not Ain't known? no awkward situation yeah. where you walking into some three, four niggas that smacked her walking through the mall and Yeah, stuff. that's too much because mm-hmm. you know what's crazy is this is how you know you're dealing with a girl that got some, like, got some whole past to her, right? And let's be clear when I say this. When I use the word hoe, that's that's literally could be used on both sexes. But right in this case, from a man, we talk about female hoes right now. <laughs> okay, so if you out in the, if you out and about and you, you with a put girl, the gender on hoes now. Yeah, you got to. If mm-hmm. you if you out and about with your girl that you just meeting or y'all you kind of get to know her and she knows too many people, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, girl? Hey, what's going on? Then another dude later on. Oh, hey, what's up though? Yeah. Right, hey, we'll just, I'll holler at you later. All right now. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you, yeah, you in a restaurant and the dude, you know, it's bad when the dude, because some niggas be trying to be uh, like messy. Like they'll yeah. come up and acknowledge the girl and it won't even, won't even acknowledge your existence. That's like, oh, we're done after this. You paying talking. for dinner. I'm not talking to this girl anymore. Yeah. I've yeah. been, yeah, you, you could tell, man. Or I've been out, I've been out about with a chick. Like at the movies, and she kind of like looking around a lot. I'm like, oh, she got a man. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You looking she around? She got a man, and she probably talking to multiple people. I was at, uh, I think Joe Maynard can attest to this. I was at uh, BJ's at the restaurant BJ's with this chick, mm-hmm. and I walked in there with her or whatever, and I could tell she kind of was like scouring the place a little bit, mm-hmm. and then she fell right in the middle of fucking BJ's, fell straight down. Down the stairs? No, she just fell. It oh, was, God it was, dang. Walking she, down the aisle? She just fell straight down, and she mm-hmm. was like, she got up. I was like, oh, my God. But I think she was probably so nervous that- she didn't want to get busted. I- BJ's is like a place where you gotta you gotta make sure all your faculties is in order because you gonna run into somebody you know in BJ's. For oh sure. yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I seen Joe Mendes sitting there. I was like, oh, what's up, man? Yeah, and she had just fell. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god. <laughs> and then it was, and then the crazy. This is how I knew that this girl had a man, mm-hmm. right? When we was sitting down about to start, you know, eating or whatever, and having some drinks. The table to the right of us had like a big family table, mm-hmm. and uh, they were like uh, doing a happy birthday thing, and and everybody that came to see, you know how the, the workers come and all of that, and they giving them big cookies, the big pazuki cookies. Mm-hmm. They was doing a singing a happy birthday. They was taking pictures, and she was like trying try, like trying to hide her face. God damn! Swear to God, yeah. she's like trying to turn her face. Like, oh no, don't take a picture of me. What's going yeah. on? I'm thinking like this is like this girl got a man. Yeah. She trying to like to not get busted. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I've never, I've never been in a situation where I, not like, uh, it wasn't known, like it wasn't a cold hard facts that the girl had a had a dude. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. You definitely got to watch out for those those signs because, like, you know, you. I don't know. I wonder what she expected though before the date because you is we live in Bakersfield and. We know BJ's is a spot where yeah, but going. I think some women be overlapping though. I think that I think that what happens is with some women they like to find a man before they get rid of their current one, and I For and I sure. and I think yeah. that they they go on these little dates here and there, 
um, because they want to. They see, own. The, they already like on the outs, but yeah. they want to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah they want to. They want to transition into some new. Dang. But it's like here's the problem. Like that would never happen with a guy like me because I'm not dumb. Like mm-hmm. I know exactly which type of shit you want. It's like summer school. Yeah, we know what time it is. <laughs> you know, this ain't regular school. <laughs> summer school. <laughs> shit ain't the same. Nah, that that's real. Yeah, because people be. I don't, people be so afraid to be single that they like they got like transition relationships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's it's cheating. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. If you are doing anything outside of your relationship that your partner should know about, you cheat. Mm-hmm. If it's a text message, if you sent me a text message behind your boyfriend's back, you might as well fuck me now. Yeah. You might as well come over to the place and we should just fucking get it over with. Because yeah. truth be told, like you doing this. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. You should not be doing this. Ain't no, hey, how you doing? None of that. It's ridiculous. You yeah. should, no, nah, you shouldn't be doing none of that. Yeah. Like, if, especially if it's, uh, you know, the opposite sex. Like, if you meet some girl somewhere or, or whatever the case and you in a relationship and the girl is obviously attractive, like, dog, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. You, if you got a girl and you care about her, bro, don't jeopardize it because some girl you with a big booty you met in the mall. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. It, and the thing about it is like a, it's attractive women everywhere. Yeah. So you just gotta you just gotta um, mind your business. I remember I got this this chick's number that was working at Cricket, uh, Cricket Wireless in the mall. Mm-hmm. This Mexican chick, she was her body was crazy. I said, mm-hmm. you know, fuck it, let me just go over there. I, and I was lying, acting like I was interested in Cricket. Mm-hmm. I didn't want no Cricket phone. <laughs> at all I'm satisfied with T-Mobile yeah I had T-Mobile <laughs> and I was like what kind of plans you guys got over here <laughs> we just started talking and gave her my number we started texting yeah. but like I wasn't even interested but I could tell like by the conversation that she had a guy mm. you can just kind of tell yeah and I was just like oh god shouldn't she still gave you her number yeah I still had her number you still mm. text yeah but it, she was texting me late as fuck it'd be three and a half four hours later yeah it'd be like as much as like I, that's what annoys me about like this whole like uh gender biases that we'd be having they'd be always be like you know, guys do this and guys are dogs and all this stuff but i know plenty plenty of women that uncheated on their boyfriends husbands husbands yeah, yeah all yeah all, i mean man like and even like the with what you call that like not cheating in a physical sense but also cheating in communication it's all the same. like yeah yeah so you know women being in relationships texting you know this is when i was like single i'd be texting women in relationships they texting back and responding like having the craziest conversations while they in relationships yeah, it gets and even deep. acknowledging it like yeah usually i you know i mean uh so that was i heard that was one conversation <laughs> this girl told me she was like um um like I do want to do something, but uh, I told myself that I wouldn't cheat anymore. Like even even those type of conversations. It's like, like you already cheating right now. <laughs> it's like what the, the fuck heck? do you think this yeah. is? Yeah, I, it's some women that I didn't realize that cheated with me until after we had already done stuff. Mm. That's another one too. And you yeah, like, you told me some wild stories. It's like damn, get married and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. We, we fucking, and then now it's. Nothing out of nowhere, and then I go to social media, and she's wearing a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, this is crazy. Yeah, that that type of shit. And this is why it's important as a man to look at women on a case by case basis. Because if you use your experiences, you will think that they lying, cheating, scallywags. Mm-hmm. Right? You you got to give each and every woman a chance independently and evaluate them independently. Because there are good women out here, mm-hmm. regardless of the shit that you've seen. You should not hate women or have a disgust towards them 
from the experiences you've had. Because mm-hmm. then that means you're not growing as a man. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of women like, men just want to do this. And, da, 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 da. and it's like, I think that the growth from that is understanding there are decent people on opposite genders. You just had some pretty unfortunate you know, scenarios pop yeah. up. Yeah. But, you know, keep your mind and heart open, man. You know, and that's yeah. what I've done. Mm-hmm. But when whenever some bullshit popping off, I see it too fast. Mm-hmm. I see it so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, this ain't going nowhere. Yeah. No, nah, I hear you. That's yeah. A, that. Yeah. It's, it, you can't really you could you could got you could have gotten cheated on like seven, eight times in a row. But that's not all men in the world. It's billions of men in mm-hmm. the world. So you just got to. You know, I think I think we have to treat each situation independent independently. But then also you want to look at like, you know, just kind of look at who you are in terms of relationships, mm-hmm. because a lot of times like who you are is attracting those type, yeah, of, those type of people. So you know, just be mindful of that. 100 percent. And then look at the, the women that you dealt with and, and, and question your maturity at that time. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at them and saying, man, women ain't shit. Can you look at the maturity you had that allowed you to choose that type of woman? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes that's your answer, sir. Mm-hmm. If if you look at where you are now and you know that you would not entertain a type of woman like that now, then that speaks to the maturity level that you were on at the time you were choosing these women. So mm-hmm. you can't really even blame them. You got to look at yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody put a gun to your head and made you choose uh uh, uh, Tina, the sperm cleaner. Okay. <laughs> Dang, that's that. <laughs> Yo, Tina, she was for sure cleaning that sperm. <laughs> oh, that's the old two short song. These are the tales, the freaky tales. <laughs> 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 the sperm cleaner. Oh man, yeah. yeah, you was trying to marry Tina, the sperm cleaner. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> Oh, let's get out of here with this. Oh, we got let's end it with this one here. Right. Switching gears. Um, recently on the Whatever podcast, um, it's these it's this guy that has a bunch of women on his panel. It's like uh, Fresh and Fit Junior. Um, I'm not a big fan of these podcasts. I feel like it's a toxic podcast culture going on that depicts the opposite sex in a bad way. There's women that have podcasts that do this shit, and the men that have these podcasts is bad because. What happens is, is they're starting to galvanize a bunch of people who can't think for themselves. And there's a bunch of young men that don't like women now from watching Fresh and Fit and other podcasts like it. Mm-hmm. And um, on this podcast, they had some dudes. It's like the He-Man woman haters. Yeah, it's like the He-Man woman haters. It's just like a bunch of guys that had a lot of bad luck with women. Mm-hmm. And they just don't. And it's, it's bad. Now, what I will say is this. As much bullshit as I've seen on that platform, Fresh and Fit, it's not completely invalid. Sometimes they've made, you know credible points about you know the dynamic between men and women and other times it's like bro like this is just pure this is like you putting on a show right now (laughs) ah let me see um i wonder oh no you sent me the text recently let me go to your your thing you sent me let me see if i can find it yeah there's a lot of text in there uh yeah there is but there's it shouldn't be too crazy me and you sent a lot of text back and forth Mm mm-hmm Okay, it's not that one. I'll come up on it soon. Nope. Isn't there? Is there a way to like just look at your the shared uh, I things on TikTok? I think, I think there is, but mm-hmm. let me see. Way. There might be a way. Oh, got it. Here it is. 
very, very young and goes into a marriage and has kids when they're like 18, 19, 20. A year into the relationship, it gets really, really abusive. Even though it might be rare from what you guys think, uh, if it would happen, what would you recommend for those people? Would they divorce or do you want them to keep going in the relationship? Keep going. You can't divorce. That's not a real thing. Even though it might be like physically yeah, abusive? You got to endure. People are too... You want to stick into the relationship? People are just... I mean, look, people I'm nowadays are just... Situation. For anyone that might be in that situation, what would you recommend? Okay, you're doing it. Would you they what? give up It is such an extreme example that I can't give a prescription for what other people should do. What Jesus. about if two people Sorry. get married, Sorry, to have a kid, and then the wife starts cheating? Do you think they should divorce? Absolutely. Jesus himself said, in, in cases of adultery, divorce is So you permissible. think the divorce is worse than physical abuse? No. For the children? For cheating. Sorry, you think that cheating is worse than physical abuse? abuse. For the Sorry. children, yes. Absolutely I, th I think, I think I'm not going to say divorce, this is worse. Divorce I mean, is worse I, for the I, children. Bro, that's fucking wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yo, let me make, make this very clear. She literally gave a clear example and said, if a woman is being physically abused, do you think she should get a divorce and or should she stick around? And the dude said she should endure. She should endure. This dude literally said if a woman's getting beat, she should endure it. And then he made it like a nowadays type of problem. Man, that's... <laughs> nowadays people don't endure. Like, nowadays people just giving up too fast. Bro, mm -hmm. let me be clear when I say this. As men with podcasts, when you hear shit like this, you got to speak out against it, dog. Like, mm -hmm. you cannot, uh, like, allow this type of shit, this type of narrative to be appropriated by any men. I don't deal... I don't have any friends that hit women. I don't have any friends that don't take care of their kids. I don't I like if I just don't deal with any people like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a woman should not have to bargain her motherfucking physical health to be with a dude. That yeah. is ridiculous. A, yeah. a dude that's beating your ass, not to mention as a man, if you say that they should endure, you yourself either beat women or you sympathize with men that do, and both are fucked up. You gonna leave me because I beat your ass a little bit? <laughs> that shit, no, 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 no. Any man that will put his hands on a woman will eventually fucking kill her, bro. That is a fact. If you if you get angry and you got such an anger problem that you hitting on women, one day you're gonna go too far and she's gonna be dead. This is why you don't play with these narratives, bro. When you see shit like this, and you, if it's on your heart as a man to speak on this, you got to speak out. Hey, stop putting your hands on women, woman beater, okay? Mm -hmm. Stop. I don't even feel comfortable using the term wife beater for those. I just call it a tank top, mm -hmm. okay? I'm not going to buy a fucking shirt to beat my wife in, okay? <laughs> so, no, goddammit. <laughs> That's wild. The fact that we got a shirt called a wife beater and we just all call it that. Nobody pushes back on it or nothing. <laughs> There's a certain lingering of... Uh, there's a certain lingering of appropriation of abuse. Mm -hmm. Like that shouldn't even be a thing. Yeah, I wonder where that name came from. Like when we <clears throat> like it's certain things that we, even though we don't realize it, we indirectly appropriate it. Like pimping, right? They'll be like, ah, oh, no, I'm just pimping right now. Or what's up, pimp? Like mm -hmm. a pimp is a terrible person. A pimp is somebody that's taking literally taking advantage of a woman's lack of self-esteem to sell her own body. Think about that. Oh, dang. I don't what? know if this is real, but I just seen this. Uh, I googled wife beater origin, um, and this is just a little quick summary of it. Mm -hmm. um, it says, and I, again, I don't know if this is legit. 
It says the crime was committed by a man named James Hartford Jr. who beat his wife to death. A picture of Hartford wearing a sleeveless white undershirt swept the nation. Caption, the wife beater. Another theory is that Marlon Brando's portrayal and Stanley Kowalowski in a streetcar named Desire inspired the term. So, wow. Two possible origins. This nigga beat women so bad they named a shirt after him. <laughs> That's not good. That is crazy. That's crazy. But we like this the things that we indirectly appropriate in society are not the business. Yeah. That's not it. The wife beater shit, I'll be like, let me get a tank top. It's, mm. it's called a tank, ain't it, basically? A tank top, a shirt. Um, yeah, I think those are all. Yeah, those are all perfectly mm-hmm. good you know, ways to describe a shirt without mm-hmm. arms on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, um, uh, just the idea of pimp, like that shit is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like we were like, oh, what's up, pimp? Or, oh, man, I'm just pimping right now, whatever. Like that shit's not cool. Like that's literally the, the pimping is literally a person that takes advantage of someone's body and takes their money. P I M P means put it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. That's what pimp means. Mm-hmm. That's not good. We use that shit too much. Yeah. So yeah, we we might want to really start looking into the, some of the shit. And then they, and when they mentioned cheating, he said, uh, "Well, what if a woman was cheating in a relationship? Should they get divorced?" And he was like, "Oh, that's a crucifixion, actually." Yeah, in the Bible it says adultery is that's yeah. a uh one of the reasons you can get an a, a divorce. But it's like married. bruh, I think that if a woman's getting her ass whooped, that's definitely a good reason to get a fucking divorce. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I guess I don't really know their angle and I I only seen the clip and the clip was wild enough. I don't necessarily need context, but I seen the whole thing. It was I'm just more that's so all you get. I'm more so speaking to like who they are. Like are they speaking from like are they like Christian podcasters yeah. or something like They're that? They're like very right wing Christian guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But it, even then, I, I just don't I don't see a world where somebody is saying that it's okay to divorce somebody if they're getting cheated on, but not if they're um if they're getting abused. That just doesn't and the, the, like what is there to endure? Like in in what world has um somebody been in a situation where they're getting abused for like two years of their relationship and then all of a sudden the guy snaps out of it and like yeah maybe i should start whooping my stop whooping my wife ass maybe maybe my wife should have black eyes i just tell you like my my grandma was in a what she would deem as an abusive relationship and she said the only thing that stopped her husband from abusing her which is my grandpa is that he she stabbed him so if that wasn't the case the nigga would have just kept beating her up you know what i mean so i'm just like that's the, the I just don't understand those though that that uh that um that logic that it's going to get better if you just like endure endure the relationship. So. If a woman's getting beat on and eventually she get tired of it and she kill you, she should not go to prison. Yeah. That was a debate with the not literally that, but the the one girl, um uh, the she was like Hispanic girl. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Uh it was a girl she she it was somebody abusing her or something like that, or maybe trafficking or something. She had killed. The it was guy. a black. It's a black. See, she's black actually. Oh, and okay. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they were having this thing like a petition. She's free now, I think. She's actually been freed, but she killed her trafficker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She should. She should have never been in there. This nigga was exploiting her. Yeah. Man, that's that's you. No, that's you. Oh fuck. That was loud. Yeah, it was loud. The damn group chat. 
But yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That, that, these these I think you know overall that we were like you were saying. There's a there's these uh these podcasters that are getting on here and they're just saying anything. Like they're just having these quote unquote de- deep conversations. It's not like deep. and it's just like it's just nonsense. And you know that's that like we 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 mentioned it before. But there's a couple guys we know on uh. On Instagram, they'd be posting a conversations and they'd be posting a um, not necessarily, not necessarily always TikToks, but just people talking into microphones, talking into the camera, and they just have this like fake deep like it's super fake and deep charisma or like tone in their voice. Yeah, but a lot of it is just nonsense. They just don't really they're not really saying anything. And, and they're I not think, real podcasters. They just put music behind the clip, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not like literally. This is one thing you cannot bullshit. You can't bullshit your way into podcasting. Mm-hmm. All they're doing, like these fresh and fit and all them, they're not really having good conversations. It's a circular conversation with no resolution. So yeah. if you're talking about women and you're saying, women just want high value men with money and they want your fucking money and they just want to do this. And it's like, if that's all, that's if that's the only direction your conversation is going in, then it's like, you don't want a resolution. At this point, you're just galvanizing a bunch of men who dislike women and now they could either tune in and run your numbers up and then you could literally orchestrate. You literally will handpick a bunch of airheaded bimbos and bring them on the fucking show and bring women who are who can't articulate themselves very well. And it also makes you look smarter, mm-hmm. which is not cool, bro. Mm-hmm. And you got too many microphones on the show. It'll be like fucking 10 girls and 10 mics going all the way around the table. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a real podcast. Yeah. And most of the girls don't even talk. And when they do talk... It's usually some stuff that's not productive, and they're like, "Well, I have an OnlyFans, and I don't care because this is like every woman is not on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Like regular women don't have OnlyFans. Regular women don't get flown out. Regular women like it just it's crazy how the narrative that they're 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 sending the narrative that they're focusing on on that show is not the average person. Mm-hmm. It's just not." Mm-hmm. So I, they, I don't know, bro. It's just not really good. Walker Flocka went on that show and walked off the show. Really? Yeah, he was on there, and I guess he was looking at how they, they was like being disrespectful to the women on there, and he just like walked off. He's like, "No, nah, my bro, we good, man. But I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just gonna dip, bro. I'm gonna get out of here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's like, and the funny thing is, they'll be like, "Being a high value man means this and that," and it's like, bro, high value man or a man. With, I would assume that a man that's considered high value would have integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Having integrity doesn't mean you sit there fucking yelling at women. That's weakness. Yeah, You sitting there screaming and yelling at women, that's not high value at all. You mm-hmm. actually are being very emotional. You're not articulating yourself the way you should. If you were calm, you would be a little more respectful. Like My mm-hmm. thing is if I'm going to disagree with a woman about something, I'm going to hear her out and listen. Mm-hmm. See, that's the difference. You can disagree with women. But and and you don't got to kiss women's ass. But listen, when you cutting them off every other word they say, yeah, like come on, man. Kevin Samuels did that bullshit too. Like like I, I feel like Kevin said some legitimate, made some legitimate points when it came to women. But other times he was talking over them, calling them big fat linebackers and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, my guy, like mm-hmm. this is od. Mm-hmm. This is od. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. I just like you said overall, it's just a. It's a very toxic uh, podcasting culture out there, and it's pretty. 
it's pretty easy to spot now. I think yeah. when, you, when you really start to listen to somebody for two hours, an hour and a half, like it's it's easy to spot that in authenticity. Oh and, man, you know, so many podcasts out there that's doing that. It's a nigga on TikTok that's literally a fake Kevin Samuels, and he'd be like. Like having his hands like this and stuff talking. Oh, mm-hmm. bro, I was trying to roast him in the comments. Mm-hmm. I was like, Tevin Camuels. <laughs> <laughs> is he doing it intentionally or is it like a joke? You know, he's doing it intentionally. He's oh, trying to like, okay. and he built up a little bit of a platform. But yeah. what it is, is whenever he'd be reading the comments, mm-hmm. and when I cracked the joke on him, he mm-hmm. just like blocked me from commenting. Oh, dang. Yeah, and I was yeah. sitting there busting up laughing. Like, the funny thing, what he doesn't realize is I'm not some troll. I'm actually a guy that has a real podcast. I'm a part of real conversations on a weekly basis for the last five years. Mm-hmm. So while you was out there dick riding these other fucking content creators, we've been creating content since 2018, speaking our truth, speaking our truth. A lot of our truths have changed. There's certain things me and Keith may have subscribed to that we have unsubscribed to. Yeah. But we're very honest, and we, and this is how we feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I was shook, bro. But towards the middle, I was already like, oh, no, nah, this ain't nothing. <laughs> this ain't yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah, kind of got off of the severity of it. Yeah, we got off the severity of it, but at least we took it serious, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I don't know how much I could uh, give this conversation. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say to any of the, of the podcasts out there, especially men, when you see some sucker shit that you don't subscribe to, um, just make sure you denounce it. Because I don't want... When women say men are trash, they talk about niggas like that. They ain't talking about me and Keith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just a wild take. I can't believe somebody said that. Yeah, that's wild, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, look, here, look here, man. Looks like we made it to the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in every week. And remember... Uh, to head over to a truckersmind.com to get some uh, some merch. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have the hat on right now. <clears throat> um, you can also head over to at a underscore truckersmind underscore podcast uh, for the podcast Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, also head over to ATM pod on Cash App for a friendly donation. And head over to YouTube um, where we have been there now. It's been a little over a year now or no? I don't know when we started. It's been right around a year or so mm-hmm. that we've been on there. We we need some help on the following over there. Mm-hmm. So head over and tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you guys will have a great time listening to these um, takes that we have on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We are out of here. Peace.